Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, NLP trainer and change agent here, and welcome to episode 102 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast designed to help people understand themselves and others better, have better quality relationships both in our business and our personal lives. So welcome to today's episode. Episode 102 is entitled Revisiting Arguments in Relationships. Um, I've done some previous episodes on argument dynamics and um, I thought I would revisit the topic because it is um, such a pivotal one in uh, deciding whether our relationships continue to stay healthy, um, especially with the, the person that we love and cherish the most, or over time, uh, do things start to deteriorate and resentment build and, and enter the experience for us? So um, where do we begin? I guess where we start with this is potentially making some distinctions between um, arguing when we're in a predominantly healthy relationship is very different and the rules that operate there are very different to the rules that operate if we're in a predominantly unhealthy relational paradigm. If we're in an, in an if we're in a healthy relational paradigm, what that customarily means is for the most part, yes, we've got our issues and our flaws and all that, those kinds of things. But if we're with a partner who, um, you know, genuinely sees us uh, uh, as an equal, um, genuinely not only loves us, but, but, you know, really likes and enjoys us and has a profound interest in the things that we say and do and wants to um, be with us but not cramp and and deny us our individuality you know they 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 generally enjoy who we are like I said there's a genuine sense of respect and regard for each other um, there's a willingness to acknowledge that we have chosen to become an us rather than I'm not an, just an I anymore I'm now part of an us and and um, how my thinking needs to change if I'm developmentally mature enough to, you know, not deny myself, but also be willing from time to time to sacrifice and compromise to the relationship. Um, if we're a bit on the immature side, I will see any sense of compromises giving in to you rather than um, uh, complementing the us. You know, it's a, it's a different kind of mindset that I'll that I'll think from. But if we're in a healthy relationship paradigm, what that means is that doesn't mean that we won't have arguments and disagreements. Um, and potentially, um, you know, some some healthy couples actually argue quite frequently. Um, what we argue about, how often we argue, um, is, are not necessarily the most important things. What's most important is how we argue and and what are our, uh, you know, the platforms from which we we argue make all the difference. Um, because if I'm in a reasonably healthy relationship, that means that when I have an argument or a disagreement with my partner, we move with a degree of caution and respect for the other person. So I'm not going to name call. I'm not going to raise my voice excessively. I'm not going to do any kind of threatening or intimidating 
um, actions because, you know, I'm not looking to control you. I'm not looking to, you know, win at all costs. I'm not looking to, you know, have you back off because now you're fearful of me. Um, you know, more what I'm looking for is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable enough in my own idea about things, but I'm not so rigid that I'm also not open to being persuaded if something, a more useful way to see things comes along. So, you know, we can look in healthy dynamics as a way, you know, arguments are a way to actually come away knowing each other and actually feeling more secure if, if, they're, if they're done effectively. So that, you know, we can have a fierce disagreement, but, but our respect, our, our sense of love for one another, and, you know, possibly even the fact that, wow, actually, I, I didn't know that about my partner before, and, and now I do. Isn't that kind of cool? You know, the, these are, you know, and, and I'm happy if we disagree again that to, to step in and, and um, you know, respectfully, We'll, we'll do a bit of back and forth. Um, and provided that we are staying on topic, we're, we're not poking at people's wounds or um, <clears throat> yelling and screaming excessively or belittling each other. And if we do get a bit worked up, that's when we're both comfortable enough to potentially call a timeout because we see that what we're doing right now, we've got a bit overly emotive and this is not productive. And if we keep going right now, um, yes, I might you know, push the rightness of my idea on onto you, but at the sacrifice of, of our relationship. Our relationship took our relationship took a hit, um, but at least I won. Um, so we're not looking at you know win lose necessarily, but working towards compromise and greater understanding of each other um, from a platform of you know already we see each other as equals. Um, that that would be some of the parameters. And and you know, like I said, we're fighting fair. Um, you know, you know, we're not, we're not deliberately uh, poking each other's wounds or, um, you, you know, uh, uh, barraging each other or cutting each other off. You know, we're, we're, we're having respectful time to, I've got my time to speak, but then it's also my time now to listen and genuinely listen and consider what you're saying. You know, those are some of the aspects if we're, you know, if we're in a healthy relationship. If we're, if we're talking about um, arguments in more toxic um, or unhealthy paradigms. These are relationships that um, are um, unfortunately influenced by things like um, uh, people's unresolved trauma, um, addiction issues, uh, chronic immaturity issues, or abuse um, issues. If you know, if we're in an abusive kind of relationship, then you know it, it's a completely different ballgame. Um, if we're in a healthy relationship, that's where um, we are looking to put our point across, but not necessarily belittle, minimize, control, or um, denigrate our partner. But if we're talking about unhealthy dynamics, then actually I'm not interested. Um, if I'm arguing with you, I'm only interested in winning and keeping power and control and keeping the one-up position. Um, I have no actual genuine interest in being swayed by your opinion because mine's already right, I've decided, and yours is wrong. So <clears throat> we're not talking about um, starting on the same relation, you know, argument foundations of equality and respect um, because if I'm uh, abusive, then I'm going to feel entitled to use any measures, I, any means I can to win um, because that's going to be the only acceptable thing to me, um, that my idea... Uh, trumps yours, which means I'm not going to be interested 
in in hearing you talk. Um, and there are ways in which I'm going to discredit or minimise your opportunity to speak. If I'm belittling you, if I'm calling you names, if I'm using your past mistakes or wounds against you, um, I'm storming off, I'm cutting you off, I'm escalating, um, you know, raising my voice and stepping intimidatingly towards you. Um, all of these things are designed not to um, you know, these are things designed to win and keep power and control. Um, and if I'm driven from a place of superiority and entitlement, well, I already think I'm better than you anyway. Um, <clears throat> so the best thing that you can do uh, is listen to me and, and take on my ideas. Um, and, I, and I get to hijack the conversation. I'm the one who gets to speak. I'm the one who gets to get angry. You, you're, you're, you know, you, it's a double standard. You know, you're not actually entitled to speak. Um, and you're certainly not entitled to raise your voice, even if I am. So that when we're talking about unhealthy paradigms, then what we're seeing consistently is you, you get the sense that your partner is really just trying to win at all costs. There's an underlying theme of keeping power and control by one side of the argument um, dynamic, you know, and this is why things like when we when we say, well, you know, relationships are 50-50 and you need to, you know, you need to work it out with your partner. Um, that is very sound advice if we're talking about um, a, a healthy relational paradigm where two people are willing to actually do that. But, but if I'm an abuser and I have control of our relational dynamic, of course, if I'm a clever abuser, I'm going to agree to that entirely and then completely do the opposite. Um, yes, we have to talk, work this through, absolutely. Um, but let me just point out all the ways in which you're uh, responsible for us not working that out. You, you know, I'm, I'm going to flip everything around because in actuality, I have no intention of shifting the dynamic that we have where I'm in the one up position and you're in the one down um, because, you, you know, that that serves my purposes um, and there's lots of advantages for me for keeping it that way. But like I said, if I'm clever enough about it, then I'm going to do everything I can to cover up that, you know, <clears throat> I'm going to argue vigorously that actually I'm arguing in a very healthy way um, uh, whilst I, I, you know, do everything to the exact opposite of that. So this is where it gets very hard because if, if you're, you know, if you're bringing a paradigm of, of healthy arguing and really wanting to genuinely hear and consider your partner's opinion and work towards a mutual compromise and your partner has absolutely no interest in your opinion or ideas and in fact sees them as burdensome, inferior and stupid, um, then, you know, we, we are in for some big challenges and clashes. Um, and these things require very, very different uh, approaches. And, and, num num and again, if you, if you come away consistently with the feeling when you're, you're arguing with your partner that um, um, they, they may or may not have been physically violent, but symbolic violence is just as um, as frightening. Um, but again, if, if, if you're, you've got a sense that, you know, that you're afraid of your partner, um, and then, and that, you know, um, <clears throat> even if they haven't seemed to overtly have done anything to you yet, but there's this air of threateningness about it and, and don't you dare take me on, um, cause you'll be sorry. Um, and again, and even if you do state your opinion, um, or try to set boundaries, what you will find in toxic dynamics is, especially abusive ones, is is there's likely to be some version of retribution 
punishment or payback because how dare you stand up to me, um, you know, because that threatens my control and the relationship and I have to squash that flat, you know. So any, any sense of individuation, any show of strength on your behalf um, is not met in, an, in a toxic dynamic with encouragement. It's seen as a threat and a challenge and either very subtly or very overtly will need to be squashed flat. Um, and if I'm, you know, if I'm very skilled as an abuser, I'm probably going to take the more subtle pathway there and wear you down, death of a thousand cups. So, you know, you know, I'm going to criticize you veiled as a, a kind of a compliment. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I really do see your potential, but, you know, I think these things you need to fix, you know, it's, 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 there's veiled criticisms and put downs that, that are disguised as if they're meant to help you. Um, but they're really actually just driven by your partner's agenda to keep um, power, domination and control. Um, and the more we can, if we can, un if we can understand what kind of foundation the argument is coming from, this for one um, starts to take away the mystification or begins to help us decide what we're going to do uh, from there. And, and again, if you sense that you're in a unhealthy relationship or a toxic dynamic where it seems consistently that all your your partner actually isn't interested in having a healthy, fair, respectful uh, disagreement that often a platform of equality that more that it's about uh, crushing, dominating and controlling and, and putting you back in the, your metaphoric place, so to speak, where they, they um, believe that you should be uh, because they've got very confused thinking um, or and and they've somehow collapsed the idea that you know uh, love uh, means that I'm entitled to use abusive tactics. Um, then this can be very very difficult. And and again, we have to look at at, at different approaches to that. And um, that becomes another high, highly complex kind of situation where for some of us it's actually not safe to speak up directly and in a very um, kind of forceful manner because you, if you're in an, in an abusive paradigm that could really work against you and primarily you know in those paradigms um, <clears throat> you, you know you really have to consider uh, your level of safety um, and you know what you know about your partner you know because you, again you are you are the best assessor of that and and what are they likely to do in response to challenge um, but again, just knowing and having a sense of, you know, what kind of game are we playing? Are we playing the healthy argument game or are we playing the unhealthy argument game? Already just that piece of knowledge and understanding, and if you're seeking further um, information about that, um, then this begins to um, help you decide what you're going to do next. Um, so there's a lot more, as you can probably imagine, that we could say about this uh, particular, uh, these particular kind of platforms. But I just thought that I would re-look at this a little bit because I've had a few conversations with people about this kind of lately. And, uh, you know, the other element of this is the more that we understand what healthy and productive arguing looks like and, and how to do um, disagreeing that actually preserves and strengthens relationships then if you happen to be a parent these are the kinds of things that you know as your children grow and, and as age appropriate um, starting to have the conversations uh, uh, about 
you know, because we are um, going to have disagreements and arguments throughout the course of our life. A, a healthy relationship is is not one where people don't argue because normally that, you know, what we've learned is just to suppress, bottle or uh, kind of do passive aggressive um, digs at each other or veil our frustration under humour rather than speak up directly. So even if we, you know, not um, having a overtly um, being overtly confrontational is not necessarily a healthy paradigm either. So again, like I mentioned at the start of the episode, um, a healthy relationship, you know, it's not the arguing that's the, the issue, it's the how. It's the how of the arguing. And if you're trying to figure out your relationship going forward, this can be one really big clue as to, um, you know, going, going forward with this person, you know, um, do we have a, a healthy arguing style um, uh, or, or don't we? And then what are the consequences going to be going forward with that? And if, you know, and if again we've learned because what we saw in our family system was the a more unhealthy style, you know, is the person open to talking about and changing that strategy? Because one of the things that is helpful to do as a couple is to sit down and have a conversation at some stage. You know, what doesn't work is to be in a heated dispute and then try to work out the rules of having a heated dispute. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not the time to do it. Um, the, the time to do it is to sit down when you're in an open, connected kind of space and go, well, from time to time, um, you know, you and I are going to see the world differently. And when those moments come, what are the agreed upon boundaries and parameters we're going to use? You know, um, so you work on a, on creating a, a pre-agreed upon framework um, because because that stops things spiraling out of control. Uh, you know, a little bit of structure actually gives us freedom. And uh, if we're working off the same framework, if we've agreed to the same framework and the the what's okay and not okay aspects with inside an argument this really helps us to stay healthy and on track and 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 long-term preserving our relationship because we both know the rules because we've both talked about the rules assuming that your partner knows the rules or them assuming you know the rules is very high risk uh, because we're not mind readers um we don't know what they've seen um so having a discussion around, you know, what did you see around arguing in your family system? What was kind of demonstrated to you as to how to argue? Um, what to you, you know, constitutes a healthy argument? What to you constitutes an unhealthy argument? So that way we can discuss and, and work out, um, you know, what what is our version of healthy arguing? Um, what are our boundaries, structures and frameworks around that for the, for the sake of preserving and strengthening our relationship going forward so that the us is really preserved. Because if we preserve the us of the couple, then, you know, I and you are organically taken care of. Um, so that would be one thing I would definitely suggest is that um, we, we, we talk in, in peacetime about how to talk to each other when we're not in peacetime. Um, but, uh, you know, doing that, trying to, you know, have an argument and then also discuss how to argue whilst we're in that deeply heated space. Um, probably not the best way to go about it. <laughs> um, so, you know, again, let's let's get on the front foot if we can and, and open up that dialogue and have that discussion. Um, and then that way, if we do get into an argument that strays out of those boundaries and agreements, 
then we can go back and say, okay, um, this is what we agreed upon. Um, what happened that we weren't able to stay in that framework and that you and I got a bit more wounded than, than, than we should have because we strayed off our own rules and guidelines. Okay, um, what, what, what will we do to improve that next time? Or, you know, well, the thing was we were both really worked up and we probably should have set, you know, seen that we were both very emotive right now. So we maybe should have said instead of arguing at 11 o'clock tonight, you know, why don't we put it on hold, have a sleep, schedule in, you know, we will talk about this at nine o'clock tomorrow morning together, um, you know, or something along those lines. So we can we can certainly schedule um, in. It, it's, it's again, I sometimes think that the parameters that make a healthy and productive business, you know, uh, relationships, modern relationships are so complex and diverse. A little bit of structure brought into a relationship does not impede romance, spontaneity, loving connection. I, I think it actually helps to preserve it. Um, so it's okay that we schedule in, um, you know, or we get on the front foot and we go, you know, at five o'clock on a Friday afternoon for 30 minutes, that's our time to discuss frictions of the week or something like that. So we're not, you know, we're not ambushing each other. Um, we, we both know what's coming up. We can both get into a receptive and open mindset um, and then away we go. Um, and as I say, that's just one tip. There's plenty of other things and there's plenty of good, I think, education um, available, um, some some wonderful uh, kinds of elements. Um, <clears throat> as always, um, some of the things that I, I, uh, I, I kind of really like around um, these, uh, these sort of paradigms, um, you know, the work of uh, people like Lundy Bancroft, uh, George K. Simon, uh, Dr. David Snarch, um, uh, Jess Hill um, uh, wrote, a, wrote a very good book called See What You Made Me Do, um, which I, I would certainly recommend. Um, and there's plenty of other um, resources that, that we can find um, that help us to understand where we are, because the more we know where we are and the kinds of um, dynamics that are running, the more effective our, our, you know, if we need to um, problem solve and solution provide, then we're far more likely to have effective workable solutions when we understand the, the game that we're in and, and the nature of what we're uh, potentially dealing with. So um, I hope the this episode offers you some help and some insight. Um, as, as always, um, if you've been listening along uh, to the show from the beginning or for a long period of time, from wherever you are in the world, um, I am so profoundly grateful. Um, time is precious, and if you're taking a bit of time out um, to listen to some of these episodes, um, that's not lost on me. Um, so thank you. I'm, I'm really, really grateful um, that you've decided to uh, spend a little time with the program, and I really hope that it's offering you um, some some value and some some things to kind of add to your your thinking and your pondering um, about human dynamics. Um, and if you've just joined the show, well, thank you, welcome, and I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you want to continue to support the program, please go to iTunes, download, subscribe, and leave a five star review, as it um, makes it easier for other people to find um, uh, the the program. And I'm really passionate about. Um, education around human relationships, um, both the deeper understanding of ourselves and others, I think is just 
absolutely paramount um, and not to mention in my mind fascinating um, but apart from iTunes you can also find the program on Stitcher and Podbean and of course stop by visit us at the website where the program is also available on the website emergencetraining.com.au if there's um, uh, themes and topics from from episodes you want me to explore a bit more deeply or an aspect of um, or you've got some other topic of interest um, hey, uh, reach out, say hi, let me know what that is. If I feel that I can add, um, then I will do something on that for you. Um, more than happy to kind of do that. Um, at the moment, we're working through a number of themes uh, that have been requested, and I'm jumping backwards and forwards between a few different uh, requests. So the, the, the themes are not necessarily linear and sequential. I tend to have a bit of a more of a jump around kind of style. Um, but uh, if you come into the website, everything's in, in categories, if it's easier for you to find it there. Um, you're also welcome to have a look at my YouTube channel, uh, Sean Healy Relationship Resourcing Series. Jump across there, subscribe, check that out as well. It's a lot of the same sort of stuff. Um, and uh, just, you know, again, slightly different. Um, and uh, I do one-to-one -one training and consulting, both uh, online and face-to-face. Uh, trainings for businesses on um, human uh, dynamics and getting more productive and harmonious relationships in workplaces. And then, of course, uh, public trainings in things like personality typing, NLP, um, family systems, all kinds of bits and pieces. Um, so by all means, um, if you think I can help further, please reach out, say hi, let me know. Um, and of course, there's always the resource of the podcast available for you. And there are some amazing people out there doing amazing work um so thank you um, once again for listening to the episode and joining us today and until we're together on another episode bye for now